You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Good morning, Real Life. How are you guys doing? I'm excited to be here. We can all uh, welcome Gus to his new career in comedy field. I'm excited. Thanks, Gus, for all your service and your work here. Um, No, he did great. Hey. Having fun during announcements is great, right? So like, whatever you remember, you're going to remember spew forth out of this message for sure that you'll spew forth out of here uh, in a short order here. So anyway, I'm excited to be part of this. My name is Josh Gray. I'm the lead servant here at this church. Thanks for having me for another week. I think it's on a week-by-week basis, but you guys still are here, so that's good. Um, I'm excited to share with you uh, what God has. I'm really excited to kind of give this to you because I'm tired of having this all week, last couple weeks. So I'm excited to give this gift to you uh, that the Lord has given me uh, this last week. And so we're going to, we're just get you caught up. If you missed anything, it's all online, but we are in week number four of our comprehensive, fully exfoliating, completely understanding, uh, complete understanding of the Holy Spirit, right? No, we will not have a complete understanding of the Holy Spirit here. We are skipping a rock across the top of a lake, uh, but we are excited to address it and start to move forward in our own walks. And so week one, we talked about when you accepted Jesus as your, as your uh, Savior, he became your Savior, you were excited, and that, that, that you were not going to hell, and that's excited. And then the rest of your life is spent having him be your Lord, and so he saved us from this hell, which is awesome. And now he's our Lord of our life. And, he's, and the Holy Spirit has obviously a giant role in helping us, uh, helping him be the Lord over our life. And so we talked about that. One of the questions that we asked there was, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And I never really answered that question really well for myself. This, in the last couple of weeks, I've been going through that. So we're going to dive into some more of that today. And then week number two, Darby preached. It was awesome. And uh, one of the couple things I got from what, what Darby had shared, remember we looked at each other and said, the Holy Spirit is in me and the Holy Spirit is in you, which means the Holy Spirit is in all of y'all. Like we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, right? And then he asked a question. He said, so how are you treating your neighbor, and I was sitting next to my wife, and I was like, oh, I've not been good to the Holy Spirit and her, right? And so we kind of look at like, oh, yeah, if we view people that the Holy Spirit is inside of them, how do we treat people? How are we internalizing that ourselves? And so one of the questions Darby asks is, what impact does it have on you knowing that the same Spirit who lived in Jesus and raised him from the grave lives in all believers? And he also talked about uh, what I really got out of, out of the message as well is he talked about uh, the inspired word of God and that we are not here to master this book. We are not here to enforce our will and make it say what we want it to say and make it fit in everything that we needed to fit based on our doctrine and our theology. But this book here, the inspired word of God, is here to master us. It is to mold us. Matthew 4, 19, right? Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This book and his Holy Spirit and us around each other, we help mold each other, right? And so it's to make us. And I really appreciated his perspective on that. Um, And then uh, last week, uh, Marty got to preach and that was awesome. He broke down the Bible Project video uh, with us. And then we were looking at the Holy Spirit falling upon these uh, prophets and these these people in the Bible. And then uh, when Jesus uh, uh, died and he gave us the gift that he gave us, he said that he needed to leave. He said that it's actually better that he leaves. He said it's better that he leaves because then he'll send the wise advocate, the counselor for us. And so we have the Holy Spirit upon us. And one of the questions that Marty said is, do you see yourself 
within the context of Christian community as the main vehicle the Holy Spirit uses in the world. So he's guiding and directing your paths. He's guiding and directing what you're doing to share the message of the kingdom. And how do we view ourselves in that? What does it mean? And so uh, for me, I'm thinking like, so what does this mean again, Josh? Go back to it. How am I filled with the Holy Spirit? And one of the things that, that I have struggled with personally is I have made the Holy Spirit a forgotten God on occasion in my life. And I was trying, I was really wrestling with this week, like why have I made him the forgotten God? Why is it easy for me to push that to the side? And, and, and I think this analogy might help out. I, I asked Brian Bretzman, who's sacrificing greatly for us, to come up and help us out with an analogy. And then we'll dive into it. Brian Bretzman, everybody. Also known as the milkman. Thanks, Brian. What have we got here? We got a little milk here? 2%. 2%. All right. He is not lactose intolerant. I checked that out beforehand. Let's see what else, what else we got here. A couple cups. Good. Hey, you did everything. And then we have the Holy Spirit, or what I'd like to call the strawberry syrup. Okay? So let's just uh, pretend in this analogy here, we have these two folks here, these two milk bodies, I guess, right? We'll call them that. And we'll fill them up here. So this is, this is milk body number one and number two. Whoa. Gus was afraid of that. So, um, and so these two folks right here are walking in the world, going all around, all around, and they don't know who Jesus is. But they are milk, right? And they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And when they accept uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior, Jesus promised that he would do what? He would send the Holy Spirit of the strawberry syrup into our lives. And so we are... Uh, he gives us the Holy Spirit. It, it is, remember from uh, Darby's sermon, it is within me and it's within you. So here we go. We're giving a little Holy Spirit right here. Nice. And then we have the Holy Spirit right here. This person got the Holy Spirit as well. So now we have the Holy Spirit in us. And isn't that great that God gave us the Holy Spirit? And so now what do we do with the Holy Spirit? When we talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, well, they're it's filled, kind of. It's got the Holy Spirit in it. You have the Holy Spirit in you. I have the Holy Spirit in me, right? But sometimes, uh, would you rather be filled with the Holy Spirit or like infused with the Holy Spirit? Where it's like coming out of everything that you do. It's a part of every part of your life. It's in the, ucky, the gross parts of your life. It's helping you with your tests. It's helping you find who God has for you to marry. It's in every little aspect of your life. And it just, it's infused in your life, Right? How many people are like, I don't know what he's saying. I just want that strawberry milk. No. Right? So it's infused in our life. And so, Brian, would you like to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit of strawberry milk? All right. So, Brian, why don't you go ahead and take a swig of that? Yeah. It's pretty good, huh? It's pretty good to have the Holy Spirit... Whoa, he's really liking the Holy Spirit. All right, thank you very much. So, so the Holy Spirit is infused in this person's life. Now, this person also received the Holy Spirit, right? And how, do we, how does it become part of their life? Or what do we know? Why don't you try the Holy Spirit here? Does your life taste the same? No? No? Do you, which Holy Spirit would you want? 
You want this Holy Spirit. You want the Holy Spirit to be infused in your life, every part of your life, right? But it required something inside of you to get it throughout your life. You had to be infused with it. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank you. I've got some Holy Spirit right here. Right here, left right here. Um, and so when you think about the Holy Spirit and having to be part of your life, you've received it, you have the Holy Spirit within you if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but is it infused with every aspect of your life? And do you live that way? And so for me, as I started thinking about like, why is this? Why is it sometimes the forgotten God for me? And so I want you to think of that image. Uh, we're going to uh, spend some time in, in Ephesians today. Uh, we're going to, to marinate in Ephesians. We're not going to soak. You soak with people in a hot tub and then their skin gets on you and it's gross and like whatever, Darby soaking because Darby has a hot tub and he can soak in it. But, you know, so. anyway, but then we're going to marinate. I like marinate because I like steak. I like meat. We're gonna like mar- Who likes to eat things that have been marinated? Yeah, this guy right here. Oh, everybody does. More people didn't remember the Seven Mountains series. That's good. Um, that's good. Really good. So we're going to spend a little bit of time here. So why is this the forgotten God for me? How do I know when the Holy Spirit is talking to me? Why is it so important to not just have received the Holy Spirit at one time, but actually have it infused in my life. And so this uh, chapter uh, in Ephesians, my Bible says it's instructions for Christian living. Probably a good one to know, <laughs> right? Makes sense. So let's, let's take a little look here. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Okay. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I sat on this a little bit this week, and I thought about what it means to grieve. And I've been hurt. Uh, People have said they're sorry, I've been made mad, but grieving is different. I want you to think about it at a time in your life like grieving is it's 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 personal. Like I think about when I've either grieved someone or been grieved like where it like it hurts differently than being sorry or mad or whatever it is it hurts it hurts like internally. And so how can you grieve something if it can't fill? And what would that tell us about the Holy Spirit? Because it can feel the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. There's lots of places in the text where it talks about, uh, Isaiah, uh, I think it's 63.10, talks about, and they grieved the Spirit of God. And so when we grieve something, we know it personally. It's infused and that's why the hurts that are the, 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 that are the biggest in our lives, the, the, the grieving that we have happens to people who are the closest to us. There's no one that could probably grieve my heart like my wife. And there's no one that could probably grieve Carrie's heart like me. Because we are one, we are infused, we know each other. And so when I think about grieving of the Holy Spirit. So, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God whom with you were sealed for the day of redemption. Well, how would I grieve the Holy Spirit? I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I'd have to get rid of all bitterness. How many people 
like still got a little bitterness somewhere inside of you where you're bitter about something. All right, just me. Uh, no, we, like I would imagine a lot of us have some bitterness, like it's, it's in here, right? And rage and anger and brawling and slander along with every form of malice, get rid of that stuff. That grieves the Holy Spirit that's trying to be infused in your life. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, God forgave you. Yeah. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And one of this, uh, this uh, time I spent with my daughter uh, was pretty powerful and it, and it reminded me as I was studying this week for this lesson, I was like, this, was, this makes sense to me now. I understand this better. And so uh, my oldest daughter, Tori, and I were able to go uh, to J.H. Ranch, which is an awesome camp, and she was 19 and I was 43, and she was with a, a group of like eight gals, and they were between uh, 18 and 32, and I was with a group of guys that were between 43 and 70. And we got to go to this place for a week, and our cell phones barely even worked. That was great. This is in Northern California, and this is the view looking down at the camp. That white thing in the middle there is this giant, huge tent, probably bigger than this room. And uh, camp's awesome. There's all kinds of crazy things to do, and they have these different exercises. And so one day, uh, we were going on this exercise, and uh, they were like, okay, you're going to do this trust walk thing with your daughter, and, and, and they're going to be blindfolded, and you're going to give them this trust walk. Uh, you guys will go through this trust walk, through this obstacle course. And so uh, separated, the guys and, 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 and our daughters were over there, and so they were getting their blindfolds out. They're like, okay, you have one minute, and these are the four things you can tell your daughter. You can't tell them anything else. These are the four things they have to remember. And this is going to be like a 45-minute long obstacle course walk process, right? There's four things you can tell them. So you tell them, number one, you tell them that you will never leave them. And I was like, okay, you will never leave them. I will never, I will never leave you. Oh, no, okay. Tori, I will never leave you. I was practicing. I was practicing. Tori, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. I think I might have been writing it on my hand because it's four things. That's a lot to remember. And so, okay, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. And the next thing we're saying, now tell this to your daughter. Say, you can always trust me. I was like, well, I don't know if she can, but I'm going to try. No, uh, you can always trust me. 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 Next thing you can tell your daughter is, ask me lots of questions. I was like, ask me lots of questions. Ask me lots of questions. Ask me lots of questions. And the last thing you can tell your daughter is listen only to my voice. 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 So I get over there and I'm like saying these things as I'm walking over there because I'm going to forget them right on my hand and I kind of have it. I'm sweating and it's smearing a little bit. No. Um, so I get over there and it's, it's like they got the blindfold on. They're like, minute, go. And I'm like, okay, Tori. I'm like, Tori, here's, I need you to remember these things. I'm trying to, uh, you, you can, you, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. Say it back to me, Tori. She's like, I will never leave you. I'm like, no, say it back to me. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. Okay, I will never leave you. Okay, this is, you can always trust me, Tori. You can always trust me. Say it back to me. Dad, I can always trust you. Dad, I can always trust you. I think she might have believed it. Uh, Dad, I can always trust you. And I said, okay, great. Now, ask me lots of questions. Say, you can ask me lots of questions. Ask me lots of questions. Say it back. She's like, I'll ask you lots of questions. I'll ask you lots of questions. Right? And I said, and said, listen to, to my voice only. Listen to my voice only. Listen to my voice only. And she's like, I'll listen to your voice only. I'll listen to your voice only. She probably was rolling her eyes. I couldn't see. She had a blindfold on. No. Uh, listen to my voice only. So great. So we start on this journey. And I can have my hands. I'm like, okay. They're like, great. Let's go. And so I have my hands on her shoulders. I'm like, all right. Five steps forward. And we're like, 
Okay, we're gonna take two steps to the right. Okay, all right, great. Okay, we're gonna come through this. You gotta step over this log here. I'll help you. Like, okay, step over this log, get through this thing, walk through that, and then the guy like holds up like this sign, like you can't you can't touch her anymore. So now there's no like holding hand, like telling her she and she's a dad. Where'd you go? I was like, oh yeah, she asked a question. That's good. Hey, I'm right behind you. How come you're not guiding me? I can't touch anymore. Okay. All right, so now you're gonna need to go. There's a log, like reach forward, okay. Now that one, you probably can go under it. So I would squat down, reach down, keep reaching down a little farther. Okay, that's the ground. Okay, now put a knee, now slide underneath this log. Okay, a little bit more, I don't want you to hit your head. Okay, now you can stand up. You can stand up and she's, you know, she's, well, okay, so now we're going through this thing we're kicking, and, I'm just, and I'm walking with her, and I'm walking with her. And then, pause, time out. Let me tell you this, this is important detail here. So. We get to this camp, and there's different people that are running the exercises. Slicky boy, beautiful southern tan charm, Bradley Cooper look-alike, like super silky, like the kind of guy that every dad wants to punch, you know, uh, in here. Um, he's the guy that's running our, our deal here. He's the one that's running our little obstacle. And so he's just like the southern charmer, like all the girls are like, whoo. He's just, you know, he's hot. He's just this great guy. So he's part of this exercise, and he's there, and he's helping facilitate it and, you know, doing his little thing. Um, and so uh, he, um, he's down on the bottom of this, like, probably 10 or 12-foot hill, and it's, just, it's got rocks. Like, you'd have to slide on your keister to get down it, right? And they stop the dads where we can't get that close. So I'm probably, like, from me to, like, Darby over here away uh, from Tori, so my voice is distant a little bit, but she can still hear me. And I'm like, okay, so now you're getting to the edge right here. You need to uh, sit on your bottom, and you're going to go down a hill. It's like 10 or 12 feet long, and you just kind of slide down that a little bit. And she's blindfolded, right? And we've gone through all this stuff, and she can just hear my voice, right? And I can't touch her. I can't tell. And so guess where Slicky Boy is? Right in the hill, right in the hill. And guess what Slicky Boy is saying? He's like, whoa, 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 your dad can't see you. He's far away from you. You can probably tell by his voice, but he can't see what you're doing. You're about to go off. Hold on. And you're not supposed to take your blindfold off. You're not supposed to what? Listen to my voice only. Ask lots of questions, right? All of these great things. And so he's there and he's the tempter. You know, and he's like, he can't see. You're actually about to hit a really sharp rock. You know, and I'm like, you're okay, you're okay. Like, don't listen to that guy, I hate him. No, uh, and it's a, but like, you know, he's sliding down. And so, so she's like, and he's like, here, give me your hand. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'll guide you down the rest of the path. Give me your hand, give me your hand, give me your hand. And, and I, she was like, no, I'm listening to only my dad. And like, she didn't reach out and grab his hand. I was like, that's right. What's up? You know? And so she like slides down. I was like, good job. You made it. Stand up. Keep your blindfold on. Well, about four of the eight gals that went through this exercise, guess what they did? Oh, well, Slicky Boy. Well, sure. And he gets them down to the bottom, and he's just like, hey, good job. You made it. Take your blindfold off. Congratulations. Takes her blindfold off. And why are there four other girls that have their blindfold still on? Because you didn't listen to his voice only. Maybe you didn't trust your father. You, know, you didn't ask him enough questions, right? 
And so I think about this and, and the analogy, we'll finish the great analogy here. So the next part of it was, is we had to uh, go guide him down this road and go over to this other obstacle that we're going to climb over. But guess what we couldn't do? We couldn't touch him and we couldn't talk unless they asked me lots of questions. And so she's like, dad, where are you? I'm like, I'm right behind you. A couple of like, what are we supposed to do? Walk forward. And they're just, Dad, am I okay? Yep, you're okay. Go to the right a little bit. And just, and I, she, but you couldn't say anything. Like, there's girls that ran into trees. <laughs> and, like, they're going to get hurt. And the dad's freaking out because guess what the dad can't do? You can't say anything because they have to ask you lots of questions. And let's see if this maybe makes sense. Uh, oh, there we are, beautifully getting ready to go for horseback riding, yes. All right. So let's see if this makes any sense in our world here of the strawberry Holy Spirit, right? And let's think about this, because what lesson were they trying to teach here? What did, why, did, why did Jesus send the Holy Spirit down again? To never leave us, never forsake us. It is better for him to go so he can send a comforter, an advocate that will be with us always, like even now right? He will never leave you. Do you know? He will never leave you. You can always trust the Holy Spirit. You know why you can trust the Holy Spirit? Who's telling the Holy Spirit what to do? We read about it a couple weeks ago. Jesus said he's going to instruct the Holy Spirit on to tell you what to do. So you can always trust him. Guess how you might have a better relationship with the Holy Spirit? and know where you're going. You would ask him lots and lots of questions. Do you ask the Holy Spirit lots and lots of questions? How do I know his voice? You talk to him a lot. Right? Listen only to his voice. Are there other voices competing for your attention? Are there other voices that want to let the Holy Spirit that was given to you uh, fade away and fade down and just be at the bottom of you somewhere, but you need to stir it up? there is. I know I thought it was super powerful. I was thinking about how my relationship is with the Holy Spirit and I was reflecting back on that time. He will never leave you. You can always trust him. Ask him lots of questions. Listen only to his voice because it is the voice of our Father. Going on in Ephesians, uh, follow God's example. Instructions for Christian living, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Walk in the way of his love. How would we walk in the way of his love? How would we know? Can you imagine not having five million versions of the Bible all around us all the time and you're like living in 300 AD and you don't have one of these? Your village might have one or might have part of a book of one because the printing press didn't come around until what, 1600s? Right? So how are you going to walk? 1400s? Thank you. How are you going to walk? How are you going to know? You don't have this. You don't have it. 
How are you going to walk in the way of his love? Well, you're going to know that because you're going to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But among you, there must not even be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of uh, impurity or greed because these are improper for God's holy people. What's improper in our instructions for living? What should we not have as Christians who are filled and, and enveloped with the Holy Spirit and are full of cha- strawberry milk? Like it's us. We're, it's all the way to the top. What should we not have? We shouldn't have sexual immorality. We shouldn't be greedy. Shouldn't have any kind of impurity. God's breaking off the impurities. He's molding me. And there's things in me that he plucks out of me that shouldn't be there that are impure. And he throws over there. And that might have been something that I liked, though, a lot. But am I willing to be molded? Am I going to hear his voice? Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. How many people in here are like, hey, I was only kidding? Like that's a phrase that comes out of your mouth a lot. Just me? All right, good. Well, the Lord is working on that with me. I don't want to be a person that said I was only kidding because I was kind of only kidding. Out of my heart, there's maybe some things that I was thinking. I don't want to be fixed. I don't want to be just a just kidding person. I want to, no coarse joking, but but I want to have a a heart of thanksgiving. If you have fear, whenever I have coarse joking or those things, like I think the Holy Spirit is down, just hanging out at the bottom there. It's not filled within every aspect of my life and everything that comes out of my mouth. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. When that stuff is in, the things that God has planned for you that day are harder to get to. So how do we, like he has an inheritance for you, not just a financial inheritance, but his inheritance may be that you notice somebody and you go over there and you say hello to them and you talk to them and you someday are going to get to sit back and see the legacy that you changed that entire family life and multiple other generations because you saw them because you were ready to hear what the Holy Spirit had for you to say or say to them and meet them and talk to them and notice them because you weren't so mixed up in the things of this world. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Who are you partnering with? Are you partnering with a lot of stir sticks? A lot of people that are stirring the text within you? Are you partnering with people that you're worshiping with, that you're spending life with? I think I sent out like four text messages this this week to some of my brothers, and I sent them out, and I'm like, this is a song for you. And it was a song by Eric, I think Eric Williams, Fear is a Liar. I was like, man, I love that song. I'm fired up about that song. Fear is a liar. I don't like that. Like, and he's, he's doing the song in, in Harding Prison, and these guys are worshiping like nobody's business. All these prisoners in jumpsuits are worshiping like nobody's business. But what am I doing? We're, we're pouring out good things. Are you, do you have people doing that in your life? Do you have people building you up, drawing you closer to God, helping stir you up in a good way or in a bad way? For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's what it looks like when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. It looks like goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Is there any other more important question than what pleases the Lord? What is his will for your life? have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why he said, Josh, it's 
That's what it says in my Bible. It says, Josh. I don't know what it says in your Bible, but it says, Josh, in mine. It says, Josh, wake up. Wake up. It's in there. Because I gave it to you, and I know what I gave you. But wake up. I'm going to stir you up. I'm going to stir it up inside of you, man. Here, I got Randy. Randy's going to stir. He's going he's gonna to stir it up in you. He's going he's gonna to make sure you're on, you're on track. Oh, your wife, she's going to help stir it up in you. And we're going to be overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So much so that it might even get on some other people, and they get fired up. And they get stirred. Wake up, Josh. Sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you because you're letting it come through. You're being infused. Be very careful then how you live as not unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Isn't that important to know what the Lord's will is? It's like we should do a study on it, Randy, of like knowing and doing the will of God, like experiencing God. Hey, you want to do that? Okay, we already are. That's good. Uh, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled and actually, like the uh, uh, talk I saw on this, it said instead of saying be filled, it's like be being filled. Be being filled. And that may end up being stirred, or somebody's got to put a little more strawberry syrup in your life with the Holy Spirit through the word, or somebody else is injecting good worship into your life and speaking things into your life, and those things are the good things. Be being filled. How are you doing at feeling up the people around you, and how are you doing about receiving of being filled? Be being filled, is what I what is, should say better there, with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. How can you be being filled with the Holy Spirit? So for me, as I think about this, I think about why is it sometimes easy for me to make the Holy Spirit, the forgotten God. Why am I good with God the Father, the Creator? Why am I good with my Savior? And why do I fight this? Because the Holy Spirit is, is wanting to be inside of me and change me from the inside out. It's not this external relationship. It's an internal relationship. So my view of the Holy Spirit and my ability to be filled by the Spirit has a lot to do with how I'm naming the Spirit of God. He has lots of names in the text. Some of the names that I can manipulate and I accept his advocate. As long as he's advocating for what I need, want, and desire, I love him when he's my advocate for that. He's my counselor. Yep, as long as he's counseling me to the things that I need and want. He's my comforter. Yeah, when I blow it, guess what? I'm really open to the Holy Spirit. And the bigger I blow it, the more open I am to him. Because the more I need him. But he's been there the whole time. My comforter, my guide, as yep, long as he's guiding me towards the things I want. My intercessor, my spirit of life, my teacher, as long as this is, is the things that I feel like he's saying matches up with the things that I want to be, uh, fit my doctrine and fit my stuff, yeah. And so I manipulate the, the names of the Holy Spirit to fit what I want. And what I need to do is I need to be manipulated by the Spirit. Manipulate is kind of a bad word, isn't it? Let's change that. Too bad this is on video. Um, I need... I need to be changed, transformed. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Uh, I need to be changed. I need to be transformed by the Holy Spirit, by this. I'm not mastering this. This is mastering me. And God uses some of you in here to help this master me. And he uses some of this, uh, some other folks in here around you to help master you with his word. 
I want to be changed. I don't get to dictate that. Some of the names I really struggle with is arbiter of sin. So let's pause right here. I was corrected by the almighty grammar person, Brent Billings, of the almighty grammarness, that convictor, C-O-N-V-I-C-T-O-R, convictor is not a word. So we're going to make it a word right now because it's way better than arbiter of sin. Because we would, how many people would get it when I say convictor of sin? Like, I'm like, okay, I get it, right? Like, so we're convicted. So when he is convicting me of sin, uh, I really struggle with the Holy Spirit. Don't you love it when your spouse corrects you all the time, Kathy? Isn't that great? Isn't that, uh, Lily, isn't that great when your parents correct you and rebuke you and, and change you? Don't you just feel so tight and close to them when that happens? Yeah, you're lying. No, 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 we don't, right? But it's for our good. It's for our good. Revealer of spirit and truth. I like when he reveals the things about me that shine a good light on me, but when he reveals things about me that I don't really like about myself and I don't want anybody else to know, I can push him away to be the forgotten God. But he's here for our good. He's here to change us, to mold us. So we're going to take this time, and I hope this just uh, marinates on top of you here as you think about the Holy Spirit and how its role, uh, what is his his roles in your life. And we're going to uh, enter in a time of communion. If you're new with us, um, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, praise God. And we would love for you to join us with communion. We just hold the elements till the very end. If not, you can just let it pass. But as we do this, I want you to think of, of, of this one question. And then I, we're just going to listen to Greg a little bit as he leads us in some worship here. So do you view the Holy Spirit as your coach? as your counselor, as your advocate? Do you view it in a positive light? How are you naming the Holy Spirit in your life? What does that look like? He wants to be a part of everything you're doing. For you to have it just infused in your life, how you treat your kids, how you treat your spouse, how you run your businesses, how you, how you, how you, treat students. He wants to be all in. He doesn't want to just be sitting at the bottom. He's in there. But don't just let him sit at the bottom. It's an empty Christian life. Do you view him as a coach, a counselor, or do you view him as a critic? And how does that play out for you? Father God, we just come to your table. I love that, Lord. Just fall fresh on me. Fall fresh on us, Lord. We want to experience the inheritance you have for us and not a, a, a financial inheritance, but a legacy, a legacy of changed lives. And so, Father God, I just thank you for what you continue to do within us and around us and how you reveal to us, Lord. And I ask this way that this week everyone here would have your spirit just revealed to them in a whole new way. That you would just stir us through each other and through others, Lord. Father God, you gave us the ultimate sacrifice, your son. So the Lord Jesus, on that night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and we had given thanks, and he broke it, and he said, this is my body. This is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's remember Jesus Christ. In the same way, he took the cup after saying, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant, 
in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it and remember me. Let's remember him. Father God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for the ability to be in a free country, all of our veterans, all the folks that have sacrificed and served here, Lord. You just continue to have your hands on them in a mighty way. I ask as, you, as we leave here, Father God, today that um, we wouldn't forget what it could be like to not just be filled with the Holy Spirit, but have it just in every part of us, working in, in all areas of our life, to be infused with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I just pray that upon everyone here. It would be infused with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Send special folks in their life that are going to stir it up in them through your word, through encouragement, through time of prayer. And just lift it up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.